on the Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science. You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main adventure is Willow Rewind. I am your host, Austin. With me, as always, is the amazing Amanda. Wild yet elusive Jekka. Hello. And Burn, Brady Burn. Howdy, folks. Hey, folks. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. We are doing something a little, little different this week. I, uh, I just got back into town. Uh, I've been flying around the country. I just got back in town. We're, we're recording a little later than normal, so we are not doing any traditional nerd news this week. We're just going to be talking main event and some other fun stuff. Um, but, but next week, we'll probably catch up on a few things, because there's definitely some big stuff that happened over this last week that I actually want to talk about. But we're starting so late. And I'm definitely jet lagged a little bit. <laughs> so stick around, but make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button because we'd love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, you know what I'm going to say to you. Plus 10 nerd XP to you. Nerd XP. We love you guys. And for everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning nerd XP. Nerd XP. But in the meantime, Jack, it was nerdy with you. So yesterday, my my D and D group, we we had a playing session, you know, and it was one of those things where we were in this cave, and there were some people in the cave, and they were acting really weird. My character, who's a, a tiefling rogue, arcane trickster, was hanging out on a ledge, crossbow ready to like shoot anything that went awry, and. Pretty much, she ended up getting charmed, right? So, mm-hmm. a charmed person sees anyone as a potential ally. And it was one of those things where, for the first time, I was in that, like, crossroads kind of thing. Whereas, like, me as a player knew that this was a very bad situation. But I knew that the way my character would react would be potentially lethal. Like, it would probably kill her. Because one of the shady people pretty much reached out and said come come over to me and so far as i've been seeing like anytime any of the other act players anytime they just moved around on the cave floor yeah they they kept having to do wisdom saving throws and my character has terrible wisdom right so anyways but it was one of those things where i was like hey well she's going to get down off her ledge and walk over to this person like that's what she's got to do, even though I know this is a bad mistake, but that's what she would do. Yeah, I ended up dying. <laughs> well, not completely dying, oh. but, you know, zeroing out on health points. I was going into death saving throws. Like, it was a scary situation. Luckily, <laughs> we have a lot of healers in the group. One of them healed me enough that I could bounce back, but it was a close call. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, man, I really don't want to do this, but I know it's what she would do. So... Oh, yeah. It fun. was rough. It was rough. My character does not hold up well against psychic any psychic attacks. <laughs> we uh we played 
we played D&D uh, about a month ago in which one of our characters, uh, they're doing their death saving throws, and uh, they were one away from either living or dying. Do you remember oh, what gosh. Was I don't, but it's actually two months now. We're that yes, behind well, on Yes, well, yes. <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, but uh, our son just came running in, and I thought it might, he might be like, it was my character. But anyways. Um, actually, no, he told me it was David's. Oh, it was, okay. All right, he did. Our son, That's uh, why our he son, ran in. Our son ran in to tell us that it was our friend David who uh, who... Who was one roll away from dying, and he he lived, he, Dang, he lived, he, he stabilized. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I totally empathize with you on having characters do things that um, that you as a player would do differently. I, I I'm I'm in a campaign now, and I'm playing a, a grave domain cleric, and he's uh, lawful evil. Ooh, nice. And so so some of his some of his choices that he makes. Are, are, are the very antithesis of what I would do. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's always fun though. That's what makes the campaigns fun and the role playing yeah. fun with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, indeed. it was, it was great fun. <laughs> it was just really funny. Cause like the other members of my group, they're like, what are you going to do Prudence? I'm like, well, Prudence is going to walk to them. And then the DM's like, well, she takes 48 points of damage. And my health points was 51. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> and then, like, the next thing I know, like, as she keeps walking, he was like, hey, you take another 29 points damage. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Mm. <laughs> it was like, wow. oh, man. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> it was scary. But we survived. Pretty we got fun. a short rest. I was able to replenish my health. And now we're moving on to bigger and better things. So, you know, to be continued. <laughs> Fun, fun. Yeah, man, we, we need to schedule some D&D soon. I'm, I'm actually kind of missing it, talking about it right now. Uh, all right, Brady, what's nerdy with you, man? Man, you know, I've had a weird past week and a half, two weeks. I, I had the flu, which mm-hmm. which is, uh, while not necessarily high on the nerd scale, is definitely high on the not-doing-anything-nerdy scale. <laughs> um, I've done a little bit. I went and test drove a new bass guitar at the music store today that was uh, nice. that was kind of fun but i also watched a movie when i had the flu i watched a movie on netflix and it's not i don't know if it's not necessarily a nerdy movie but i was expecting just a hyper violent blood gore fest and that would be it right it was on netflix it's called the harder they fall and it stars uh, one of the stars of it is uh, idris elba and you can't oh, go I wrong like with him. Idris elba. oh he's so good so i i i watched this movie and it was a hyperviolent blood fest, but there was so much more depth of character and great acting in this movie. I was just floored when I watched it. So, um, so the, the primary actor in there, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now, just because on his name, he's Kang from, uh, from, Oh uh, yeah. From, yeah, uh, yeah. Shang-Chi from MCU. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Kang. um, and from Loki, um, dude is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. And so he's also the star of a series on HBO Max called um, Lovecraft Country. So I I went and I binged all 10 episodes of that as well. And it was it was weird. He's great. The acting all through that series is great. Not one for the kids. I feel like I have to say that with most of the things I watch. 
not one for the kids, but certainly very good and very Lovecraftian. So if you're mm-hmm. into that stuff, you should certainly check it out. Well, speaking of um, not for the kids, um, <laughs> while Austin was gone. <laughs> Oh. We're doing super nerd after hours. <laughs> what did you, what did you do with the kids while I was gone? So Austin has been delaying Stranger Things and delaying Stranger Things. So finally, while he was gone, I'm like, can I just watch Stranger Things with the kids? I know, like we've talked about doing it all together as a family, but you like the missing component is him. Like he keeps delaying it, so he's like, you can you can watch it. So we binged the first two seasons of it. Nice. Um, Yeah, but tell tell them what happened after the first two episodes. So the first night, two episodes. The first night we watched two episodes, and the kids were so scared they they couldn't be in rooms like they couldn't be separated. They always had to be in twos or more. Funny. And they all wanted to have, they wanted to sleep over together so that way they could be safe in there, safe together. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is your kids would survive a horror movie. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Yes, <laughs> so that's what we're doing. They, they slept in the living room so that way no one was alone. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. So then the next day we watched some more episodes in the evening and the kids figured out, they're like, okay, we, we need something funny before we go to bed or we won't be able to go to bed. No, every time I watch Stranger Things, I always have to balance it out with Psych or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. My kids watch like, the Animaniacs. There you go. Yeah, I always have to, like, just one episode. It's like, I watch Stranger Things, I'm like, okay, before I go to bed, I need one episode of something funny. So, yeah, Psych or Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I just pick one, something well, from well, one of those. Oh, yeah. my, my now you Blockbuster. We, okay, well, so we've tried, we've, we've watched... I think two episodes of Blockbuster. Well, I need to finish my story real quick. Oh, okay. Yes, so yes, anyway, so now my son is um, trying to memorize the Nations of the World song that Yakko sings. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. That's hilarious. We That's almost a great have series. all of North America and South America memorized. Nice. And in North America, does that include the Canadian provinces? Or is it just Canada? It's nations of the worlds. Oh, nations. Okay. My geography teacher made us learn the Canadian provinces because he was like, I don't want just Canada. I want you to know the provinces too. And we're like, oh, okay. But did you learn the states of Mexico? No. Ooh, he was severely biased. Yeah. Because we learned like Central America, but not like states of Mexico. But yeah. But also very lazy at the same time, because I think there's more states of Mexico than there is of provinces of Canada. So I think it's more that. (laughs) So something what with what's nerdy with me. So I uh, I have a friend. His name is Josh Zagoran. He is uh, a friend I had in high school. He, I went to school with him. I'd go over to his house. During Halloweens, we'd make uh, haunted houses in his garage to pass out candy for, for kiddos. You know, you know, went swimming in a swimming pool. Anyways, I know him pretty well. He used to go over to his house quite a bit. And, um, you know, after, uh, after high school, he, uh, he became an actor. And uh, every once in a while, he'll pop up on things. And I'm like, whoa, there's Josh. I had no idea he'd be there. 
Um, it, it, like one time he was in a, he was like the main character in this uh, Super Bowl ad. And so I'm watching the Super Bowl and all of a sudden there's Josh trying to sell me like, you know, Tostitos. yeah, Tostitos, whatever. <laughs> Ooh, I and, love Tostitos. Yeah. And so anyways, um, there's a show called The Chosen. Highly recommend it. It's not, it's not a, uh, nerdy show unless you're a Jesus nerd, <laughs> but the, uh, the show's called The Chosen and. Josh was the main character in the final episode of season two. And I didn't know he, I didn't know he was going to be in the show. And so I'm just watching all of a sudden, like Josh is like the main character. I'm like, Whoa, there he is. (laughs) Anyways. um, The uh, season three premiered in the movie theaters. And I knew Josh was in season three, uh, but I wasn't sure if he'd be in the first two episodes that were being premiered in the theater. And so anyway, so we went to the theater and lo and behold, there was my buddy Josh on the big screen. And so it was, it was pretty cool, you know, to, to see somebody I actually know pretty well, uh, you know, in the movie theater. Austin the stands screen. up. He's like, we used to fart on each other's heads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got worse things I could say. But. <laughs> I decided not to, yeah, but... Uh, Dang, that's the nicest thing that you can say? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got worse things I can say. That we, yeah, we did, we, did some, we did some crazy things. Um, but yeah, so so that's my What's Nerdy uh, with me. So, uh, that's so cool. wild. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty fun. So anyways... Have a connection to infamy. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to be talking some Willow now, so let's get into it. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park? And the Philippines, it's time for our minimum! Willow! Rewind! was a different time. It was a time of <laughs> destiny. A time when a child could tip the balance between good and evil. Why, with my powers, with the strength of my great army, can you not find one little child? A time for an unlikely hero named Willow. Tell her I'm not gonna let anything happen to the baby. We gotta get that baby to somebody. I'm somebody. A time of scoundrels. What goes on here? Uh oh. And a time of rebels. You are great. You're a great warrior and a swordsman. And you're ten times bigger than I am, stupid. Find a child. Find a child. It was a time when courage could be found where you'd least expect it. when unearthly powers raged and good men risked their lives. 
time, a great adventure. From the creator of Star Wars and the director of Cocoon, Willow. All right, super nerds, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, before we jump into this, I just want to give a special shout out to all you super nerds who've hit that podcast subscribe button. We really, really appreciate you. Please help us get the word out, tell a friend about the podcast. And I want to invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you've not done so already. Come on, do it. You'll get plus 10 nerd XP. Nerd XP. All right, guys. Willow. Willow, the series, the TV series, the sequel to the movie is right around the corner. And now we're talking Willow Rewind. This is, uh, it, it's a bit mind-blowing for me that Willow's right around the corner. I honestly never thought this would happen. Like, I oh, remember... Yeah. Two years ago, the rumors flying around, like they wanted to do it. There was talk of it. Like I remember, there was just it was just talk, you know. And now it's happening. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like I feel like we made it happen because we kept talking. <laughs> anytime, anytime there was even a slightest rumor of the Willow TV series, like we mm. just talked about it for minutes. And so I feel well. like we made it happen. <laughs> I, I, I watched it again the other day um, when my son, when I was coming out of the flu and my son was a captive audience and unable to move from the couch with the flu, <laughs> I, I forced him to watch it because it, as great as it is, it's a dated movie, right? Yeah, so sure. trying to get the kids to, to really buy into it is a bit of a challenge. And, and he did have 102 fever, so there was that. But um, I will say this. I never realized exactly that the real hero of that MUVA, movie, MUVA, <laughs> of that movie, the real hero of that movie is Kaya and the daughter. Because let us not forget that oh. Willow's reaction was, let's just push this kid down the river. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they forced him basically – to uh to take that kid because he goes running back to the village and when he comes back they've got the baby and he's like no no we don't need to so willow <laughs> you know the real heroes are are the wife and daughter in there kaya kaya is kaya is my hero for that movie mm. yeah no uh so i, I have yeah. to ask since you made your son watch it what were his um feverish thoughts <laughs> Well, I asked him what he thought of it um, when it was over, and he was like, uh. <laughs> so that could have been the flu it. talking, but um, but really it was a very positive. Uh. Hey, when he's in a, a, a mind that you can speak to him, I really want to know what he thought happened in the film. <laughs> okay. Dude, my, I, my, my fever was going so crazy. I saw like all these like short people walking around like three feet tall <laughs> there was like fairies flying in the air i don't know what was and, going and on. then there was like this big beast that went through their village yeah, and yeah. like everyone was gone <laughs> so yeah i mean as you can tell by listening to the trailer it, it, it the sound is dated the the movie you know itself is well, dated they, they, they've remastered it and such on uh disney plus that's where we watched it but it it holds up i mean it's a good it's a good story right and i'm i'm without a doubt i am 
anticipating that the television show will be much better than the movie itself. Um, but the movie's good. The movie's good. I just think that, good. you know, the, the maturation of, of, of Warwick Davis as an actor mm-hmm. and then the ensemble cast they've put together and the budget they've put behind this. Oh yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, Ron Howard is no longer, uh, Richie Cunningham directing a movie. He's Ron Howard. Right. Yeah. Which in his early days, granted, he had some really big hits early, but, um, you know, he's got a, a very proven ground he's walking on. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I don't know who's directing this, but, um, but in thinking about the Willow movie and all, and seeing Ron Howard's name there. And then also I just went back and watched season one of Arrested Development. I couldn't help but think as I was watching it, how it would have been funny to have Ron Howard narrating Willow the way he narrated <laughs> Arrested Development. <laughs> Willow was not a smart man. <laughs> so, uh, I want to go back real quick to something that Jekka said, like, it felt like we kind of willed this into existence. Yeah, maybe in some way, but um, you know, we we've actually we actually were talking about this January fourteenth, twenty twenty, is when the first uh, first time we reported on this, and that was our episode eighty nine, Lucasfilm okay. working on a Willow TV series, and and wow. even before that, um, Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. Went yes. on a TV show. Yes, yes, okay. Anyway, but what I was trying to get to was that um, this is a testament to the, the the sources that I use for for, for compiling news, and and it uh, it, it shows uh, that my my one and only real reason for using the internet on a frequent basis is to to find nerd news, and that's that's. That's what happened back in the '90s when the internet first popped up. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt down credible nerd news and find it." So, anyways. And so, but what was the uh, show? So Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer played themselves uh, on a show. Life's too short. And, and they were pitching on a BBC. Willow sequel. Yep. I remember that. Oh. I remember we talked about that, and like that's kind yep. of what stemmed that. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, and so so that. That Willow Two episode, so so in, in life's too short. Yeah, the, Warwick Davison and, and Val Kilmer are trying to pitch to different movie executives, and um, it, it gets turned down. But the whole show is about them trying to figure out how to get Willow Two made, and both of them want to do it. Um, but obviously, back then it didn't get made. But that that was back in two thousand nine when that episode came out, or not two thousand nine, uh, twenty. 2012 or something like that but anyways the um but and i and when i watch that i see val kilmer and val kilmer's like great like he looks like mad mardigan still like he he hasn't put on a ton of weight his his voice works all his health problems haven't kicked in yet and 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 it's like ah it just proves they waited they waited too too long long. well that's what happened with carrie fisher in star wars they waited too long and if they if they started 10 years earlier She'd be uh, good to go, but oh well. So, 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 Mad Mardigan. Since we're life talking, life is about, too short. Life is too short. Since we talked about Mad Mardigan, um, they they actually have released 
John Kasdan, who helped create this thing, has actually released uh, a statement on what they're doing with Mad Mardigan. And, and here's what he said. He said, quote, because we were telling a story that had so many young characters and that they were all searching for their identity, uh, the search for Mad Mardigan and the question of what had happened to him was right at the heart of the story we were telling. We knew that it would be woven into this new quest in a fundamental way to see where he was and what had become of him and what he'd given up, particularly for Ruby's character, Kit, and for Dempsey's character, uh, uh, Eric. Uh, A-I-R-K, Eric. Okay. In, in, in order to do good, that question follows the whole season. We had a lot of ideas about ways to pay it off and ways to leave it open. One thing that happened, because Val himself wasn't able to come out to Wales and work with us, was that we added this texture of a friend of Mad Mardigan's who could give us some clues about his whereabouts and deepen the mystery around what happened to him in a way that actually extended the story we were already telling. It was very satisfying and it provided an opportunity for us to add a whole new element that we didn't expect to the show. End quote. So it sounds like maybe they would have been up for having him come, but COVID kind of messed that up a little well, bit. Well, and it sounds like too that even if Val Kilmer wasn't able to make it, like they're still going, like, I mean, not, I'm not saying that they're bringing him in, but at least like they're still going to like, because Mad Morgan was, you know, he was one of the central characters, oh, yeah. you know, like you can't just wave that off. And in a way like that kind of, I'm glad about that. Cause I was kind of worried that maybe they would try to like, you know, do some excuse like, oh, he died, you know, off screen death. Like, oh, he died years later. Like this is what happened. So I kind of like it that, Seems like they're gonna do way more than that. Like it's it's like he'll be central to the whole thing. Like I was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. Not expecting to hear that. I should say. Yeah. Well, Indeed. as we have gone over this important detail, we need to go to the more important details about the brownies. Yes, because <laughs> the, the brownies, brownies are amazing. Like I will say this: when I so when I was younger, I watched Willow all the time. <laughs> My cousin and I managed to convince my aunt to, so, so at the time, like she was pregnant with, like, you know, she was pregnant and they knew it was going, to, the baby was going to be a girl. And me and my cousin were just like, name her Alora, name her Alora. Oh. Um, my aunt instead gave Alora her middle, as a middle name. So my cousin oh. is Annie Alora. Um, so we're kind of like, yay, that was our doing, you know? So like, we were so obsessed with it. And Laura and, Annie would have been so much better. Yeah. But she, she liked Annie. I think that I can't remember the reasoning behind Annie first. I think Annie was like a family. Yeah. Anyways, you know, anyways. Um, and I remember as l being little, the brownies were my favorite and rewatching it. They were still my mm -hmm. favorite. <laughs> you know, you have to wonder, favorite. you have to wonder though, seeing Dave Filoni, right. You know, Back then, he was a relative unknown in Hollywood. He was kind of, you know, just bit parts here and there, whatever, right? Now, he has a much higher profile in the in the cinematic universes that we consume on a daily basis, just about. And he's going to go back and play a brownie, you know? So you have yes! to wonder, 
you know, you have to wonder, is that going to be fun for him? Or is that, you I know, think it would be, I think it would be too. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be good to see him there. It'll be good to see him. I'm not a big f- fan of the Brownies, but the reason for that isn't because of the Brownies themselves. It's just because of the visual effects, which oh, <laughs> will be, be completely different now. Yeah. Right. So. I, uh, I don't know. The effects didn't, the effects don't really bother me. Maybe they'll do a Willow special edition. They'll spruce it up a little bit. But um, reshoot it since everybody's going to be in costume. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The Willow Upgood, Warwick Davis's character. It, he's so he's so uh, charming. It's hard not to root for him and just like fall in love with him as a character. And uh, and and. As much as I love Mad Mardigan, because he had so he had such a, a great adventurous, uh, humorous element. Like I think the reason why I fell in love with the movie Willow was because of Warwick Davis, and the reason why I'm so excited for a new Willow is because of Warwick Davis. Um, yeah, so I, I think so. So I, I hope this new the this new one. I hope the writing's good, because because I think the writing for this is actually pretty dang good for a uh, you know children's level fantasy. And and I still think it works for for adults today. Yeah, it was I mean, good to go back and watch. Like I said, the story held up. Story held up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not a uh, you know Game of Thrones level fantasy. We've got lots of those. This is just like it's it's a really heartwarming fantasy for for the family. Um, and and I, I like I like watching things that adds elements to the things I'm already doing. So we're already doing like D and D. So yeah. watching watching Willow as a family adds to that because now it kind of helps spur the imagination a little bit. There are few scenes more heartwarming than his reunite with his family and Kaya. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, as as campy as it is, you know, I I won't say that I haven't watched that when somebody's been cutting onions, maybe a little bit. You know, <laughs> it's good. It's good. It it's is. a good wholesome um, reunite. And I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. You you jumped in before I did. Um, part of what makes it so great, though, is the music. Oh yes. And like the music just flows with the story and it amplifies the emotions of the scenes. Very much. Yeah. The, the music absolutely does that. And I hope the music for this new series, you know, is up to par. They have to use, they have to do the intro music. Like that's like Willow's, you know, from Star Wars. I was thinking of like, you know, Lord of the Rings. No, because it's it's the same composer for Star Wars. Oh, John Williams? No, I don't think John Williams did I'm really sure John Williams did it. No, I think it was... Let's look it up. Okay, Willow... I mean, and the Willow theme is just sheer... It's like, oh, hey, he's good, though. Yeah, he is. He did... Um, an American Tale. Oh, Bible goes west. He did those those ones. I remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah, me too. Anyways, right. we could I could talk about American Tale. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we're not talking about. But yeah, no, the Willow theme. It's such the ultimate adventure theme song, and it's a shame that I never keep it ingrained in my mind for when I'm adventuring. We bought the soundtrack once. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> on CD. Now, now I'm trying to figure out who's Such a doing long time the ago. Uh, soundtrack for the TV series. While you look that up, I'm gonna, uh, I wanna, I wanna go back and mention something you were talking about when you were talking about uh, Val Kilmer and Mad Mardigan. You know, if if a central point part of this uh, storyline revolves around finding out what happened to him, it's possible that they could recreate his voice. You know, they did that mm-hmm. um, in uh, Top Gun, right? And I was I was looking on the uh, on his wiki article, and it says um, Kilmer reported in 2020 that he had been cancer free for four years, blah blah blah. But he detailed outgoing struggles with medical treatments, including the feeding tube, whatever. I didn't mean to say whatever to a feeding tube. I'm trying to get to the right part of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says, uh, in 2021, no Kilmore worked with Sonatic, a London-based software company, to digitally recreate his voice using AI and archived audio recordings of his voice. It said over 40 vocal models were generated to find the closest match, which would then be used in future projects. For 2022, uh, Top Gun Maverick, director Joseph Kaczynski said that despite reports to the contrary, they did not use uh, Synatic's AI technology in the film. Instead, they used Kilmer's actual voice and digital, digitally altered it for clarity. So with the use of technology, it is possible that we could see some oh, iteration yeah. like in a finale of Mad Mardigan, um, whether it's him speaking or a visual representation with a digital recreation of Val Kilmer's voice, whatever it is, we could see something like that. And that would be not only great to see from a canonical perspective, but, um, but I think it would be, it would be a great homage to Val Kilmer and his role in the franchise. All right. So the person who's doing the, uh, so James Horner did Willow, movie james edward howard so it's a different person same first name is doing the tv series and he's collaborated on composing a lot of different uh, movies like hundreds of them and so here's some that he's helped with or he's composed with so he helped work on all of christopher nolan's uh uh soundtracks with with hans zimmer Hmm. uh he helped uh, do Peter Jackson's King Kong in 2005. I Am Legend, 2007. Let's see here. He did uh, He did M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. I don't know if that's good or Ugh. not. But he did the music for that. Uh, he did the music for Green Lantern when that came out. <laughs> uh, the Hunger Games Catching Fire. Ooh, okay. Uh, he did uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He did the music for that uh, and the most recent one. And then he did uh, uh, The Jungle Cruise, uh, More Hunger Games. So, so yeah, I mean, he, he's done some stuff we've heard of. So hopefully this is uh, good. TV stuff. Uh, nothing. And I mean, I don't remember the music from Avatar: Last Airbender or the Green Lantern, but all the he other did. ones, like it's good music. Yeah, he um, did. He did the music for ER. Ooh. So no, Amanda. Amanda is a big ER fan. Well, that's an old. That's an old TV show now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, my mom was way into it, but I never was. So I remember <laughs> her watching it, but I was just like, ew, boring. Yeah, my I'm gonna mom go watch my X Men. We watched it a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I uh so uh talking about Willow, the evil queen Bav Morda and General Kale, uh two great villains. Um you know, you don't you don't really get a ton of of, you know, character motivation from from Queen Bav Morda except for the fact that she doesn't want to die, but you don't really know what she wants to do if she does live, you know, it's just a matter of like, you got to find the queen. She, so just, she, she just wants to continue being the queen of the, the country, like the I queen think, of everything. Like I think they're going to, I think they're going to add some villainy. more. It's straight up villainy. Like she doesn't need any other reason. <laughs> I think they're going to add more to her character uh, in the TV series. General Kale, kind of the same way. He, I mean, he was just like the Willow's Darth Vader looking super mm-hmm. cool. I'm glad they got Sorsha back. Julian oh, yeah. Wally. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really glad she's going to be in the in the television show. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, it's actually her. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? So, Anakin, you okay? Yeah, I guess. Um, you butted a wall? He, he walked into the wall. <laughs> You gotta watch out for them walls. They, they'll just jump in front of you. <laughs> he is his father's son. I do think it's like to me. It to, to, it completely blew my mind away that Val Kilmer married the actress for Sorcerer. Yeah. Well, they met on Willow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know they were married. Yeah. I mean, well, they uh, they end up got, getting a divorce, but they were married for a good long time. I wonder how long. Huh. Let me try to. Uh, Val Kilmer and what's the actress's name? Joanne. Wally. 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 Yeah, W H A L L E. Uh they they got married in nineteen eighty eight. Uh but when did they get divorced? Uh from March eighty eight to February of ninety six. So they were married for a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah. They have a kid together. Uh Me too. Oh. Yeah, daughter Mercedes in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay, you, you, you wait. don't have to list where the kids are born. Okay, I was Anybody like, wait, the second, second child's name was Santa Fe? <laughs> Speaking of Ron Howard. Child, his name is Jack. His name's Jack. <laughs> you know, like Ron Howard, his kids, all of their middle names are the cities in which they were conceived. Oh, yeah. that's awkward. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how Bryce Dallas Howard... That's how she got the middle name Dallas. Yeah, they're all all of their middle names are the are the are the cities in which they were conceived. Ron wow. Howard's a weird. I would genuinely not be He's happy with my parents dude. if they did Ron that. Ron Howard's, <laughs> yeah. Howard's uh, kids' name. This is Willow adjacent and worth looking up. We have Bryce Dallas Howard, Paige Howard, Jocelyn Howard. Okay, not, okay Bryce Dallas Howard is the only one who has her middle name listed. Well, okay. You, I don't yeah. want to know where the kids were conceived. Yeah. I really don't want to know. <laughs> wonder if he's ever been to French Lake, Indiana. Speaking of Sorsha. <laughs> Hi, my name is uh, Jocelyn French Lake. French Lake. Uh, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna move back to Sorsha because Sorsha's awesome and you guys are just being weird now. Yes. <laughs> I don't blame me. Ow. Ah I I lashed in the eye. Oh man. Okay. 
Yeah. So uh, the Willow show coming out though, the previews, we watched the preview again after, after the movie. Um, Ooh, that was smart. I did not do that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think my son Jackson was, uh, I think he was a little more enthusiastic about watching the, the preview for the series because mm. it's really, I mean, visually it looks like it's going to be great, you know, and it's so great seeing Mark Davis back in that role because he looked, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't strike me as them bringing him back as a gimmick to just be Willow again. I mean, he looks like mm-hmm. he's genuinely going to do a great job in this movie. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I wanted to – I brought up Sorsha again. So so the, the, the show coming out – is this like during the reign of Alora Danning? Is that where we're no, going here, Allura or Danning. is she? No, I don't. I don't think they even know Danning, yeah. where she's at. I think looking for her and looking for uh, uh, Mad Morgan's going to be kind of the uh, reason why they need to find Willow and get Willow back into this game because Alora and you know Mad Morgan have gone missing. Um, okay. I mean, I don't 100% know that's the case. I'm just uh, speculating based off of the bits and pieces from all the different trailers. Now, the question is, is did they get the baby, the actress who played the baby, to play? <laughs> yes, that's no, the question. I, I don't think so. That I is some serious continuity commitment right there. I'm yeah. just going to put out there that if they didn't do that, they totally should because that would be hilarious. Well, I think too it depends on how old how how far forward they wanted this to take place. Like is Alora like years. is she a teenager? Oh yeah. So I mean the actress might be like what, she'd be in her thirties now or so? I don't know. She was, well that was eighty eight, so her name was Ruth Greenfield, born in nineteen eighty seven. She's thirty five. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Well, okay, so, you know, the one thing you have to remember about the Willow TV show is that the reason why, or the TV movie, going into the TV series, that's what I'm trying to say, is that Alora Dannon was basically supposed to, like, save the world in some way, shape, or form. Um, it wasn't just that she was going to kill the evil Queen Bev Morda. Uh, it's that she's, like, going to save the world. So there's got to be something bigger going on uh, that Alora Dannon's going to be a part of. Um, but isn't Queen Bavmorta supposed to come back? Isn't that what we've been hearing no, on the rumor mill? Well, yeah, rumor mill, but no, not no confirmation. And I think, I think, she, I think, honestly, I think she will come back. And I think we've actually maybe even seen um, the evil Queen Bavmorta because if you look at some of the uh, most recent uh, Willow, uh, like the Willow poster or whatever for the TV series, there is a. Um, there is a uh, the, the word willows at the top, and then there's like a lightning bolt that goes from one end to the other end through the word willow. And it looks very stylized and cool, but it's actually coming from two different wands. One one is one is definitely willow on the on one end, on the far right end, and then there's kind of like this masked cloaked individual shooting uh, lightning out of her wand. Uh, or his or his wand, but uh, I think that person on the poster is uh, Qu- Queen Bev Morda. 
if you search Willow t um, TV or oh yeah, yeah I, I just found it right now, so I'm going I'm going to uh, put it in the chat right here. So yeah, I mean just just look at the poster, and you can see that stylized lightning going through the word Willow. Ooh yeah, you see it? I see it. And you can definitely tell that that is um, Willow on the end because uh, it's Willow. Yeah, it's, I mean it's Willow. Uh, so, I think it's Sorsha gone bad. Well, I mean, that's a possibility too, but nah, I don't think I think you're that. wrong. It's too, uh, yeah. I mean, I that's, that's yeah. It's kind of what I was going back because rewatching Willow, like you know, to have Sorsha change and go against her mom, I was like, that was really good writing to make that smooth and not seem awkward or weird or just like a plot yeah. device. So that, what I loved about Willow, like looking at it now, is it was a very simplistic story that they were able to weave details in. It felt it, the story felt smooth. It didn't feel like there were really yeah. giant plot holes. Yeah, no, it's it's it a, like when you yeah, when you think about it, there's a child of a prophecy who's been hidden and this, you know, person from an obscure land is trying to protect her you know it's a very simple story yeah. very straightforward but yeah it's like you said amanda it's just the details they've worked into it and just the art artistry really behind telling the story is what what makes it so entertaining for me because i'm a sucker for good plots and character development so i'm going to uh i'm going to try to read uh, the opening text uh, to the movie Willow uh, to see if maybe it gives us any sort of insight into what uh, might be happening in the TV series. So here we go. Uh, it is a time of dread. Uh, seers have foretold the birth of a child who will bring about the downfall of the powerful Queen Bav Morda. All right, so we get some of that in there. Seizing all pregnant women in the realm, the evil queen vows to destroy the child when it is born. Um, where's the next part? <laughs> Honestly, I don't think we... Like, I, I think that's it. I, I because then it true. opens up in the dungeon. Because that's yeah. when it starts, is in the dungeon. Well, so it's, it's that part of the, who, uh, who foretold the birth of a child who will bring about the downfall of the powerful Queen Bev Morda. Well, I don't think we've seen her downfall. She got she got put to the uh, ne Never Realm by Willow, but not by, not by, you know. Alora. Alora. But it, it's not that the child does it themselves. It says will, the child will bring about the downfall of Bad Morda. And Bad Morda is so paranoid about this prophecy that she fulfills the prophecy herself no, by going after the child. Yeah, and, and that is one way to read it. And and but she's the first Voldemort. <laughs> she's the first Voldemort. She brought about her own downfall by focusing on a child. By focusing on a prophecy about a baby that wasn't even born exactly. yet. Exactly. I think that for the purposes of we the know movie, where Voldemort Willow, came from. <laughs> it was absolutely the end of Bab Morda. I don't think there was ever 
foresight enough to think that there would one day be a continuation of this in a television series and da da da. Yeah. I think for the purposes of the movie, that is what happened. Now, can they rework that for this television show? Absolutely. They can do whatever they so, want. So, Jekka, your assignment to add to all your other schoolwork and all the stuff going on. It's my break. I don't want to do anything. Is to read no, the Willow no, sequel book. No, and then no. as the Willow the TV show comes out, you can tell us the no, difference. Okay, so yeah, there was There's a, a book. I didn't even know that there was. There was a book. <laughs> so George George Lucas like, and another guy made some Willow sequel books called like the Shadow Fall series. Um I'm going to look it up real quick. What Willow Shadow? Yeah, Shadow Moon. There, so there was there's a couple books. Shadow Moon, uh, and the series is called Chronicles of the Shadow War. And from what I've been told, uh, the books are trash. <laughs> Shadow Moon, say. Shadow Dawn, and Shadow Star. With George Lucas's. Stellar track record of having great follow-up stuff. <laughs> well, the other thing is the first book of the series, the guy who was writing it all, he someone told him he couldn't have Sorsha or Mad Mardigan in the book, and so he kills them off in like the first chapter or something. No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> and then he found out after he gave it to him, they're like, why'd you kill them off? And he's like, you guys told me have them. <laughs> What's canon now, baby? Yeah. Uh, well, the yeah. funny thing is, um, there's tons of like these used and like used bookstores around me. I'm like, I want, I wonder if I could find these. Like, there's one particularly really close to me that has right, a lot so, of really old stuff. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if whoa. they have this. It'd be, it'd be funny if so, they did. I bet I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's some elements from the books, but I don't think they would follow it very closely yeah i i get that that's why i'm trying to get jacka to read them because it was uh <laughs> written by chris claremont and george lucas hard pass <laughs> if Come i'm on. gonna read anything this week it is probably going to be the percy jackson books so no 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 no. read shadow moon now so i can know what the and the similarities if you can also include the similarities it'd be fabulous <laughs> maybe i should try to get bob to do it bob would do it there you go bob hasn't yeah. even finished watching willow did bob ever like bob so bob oh, kept bob saying does not like willow. Yeah, bob kept saying he's like tried it over and over again he just can't finish it yeah, i don't really understand why i think he, he never watched it as a kid bob yeah. bob, bob likes Bob likes intense high fantasy fantasy. He, and yeah. and Will, Willow it isn't as high fantasy, even though I would still claim it, it high it's fantasy. It's high fantasy, but it's not as intense, partly because it's so short. It's it's so, one movie. I, I, I see oh sorry, go on, Brady. I was gonna say I can't say anything here that I wouldn't say to Bob personally, so I am gonna say this. Bob may not have finished Willow. But he also extols the virtues of Stargate as one of the greatest sci-fis ever. So, <laughs> my, is, is, if I'm hinging my judgment based on Bob's opinion, I have to put it in the proper context. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying Stargate's not, but I'm saying Stargate's not. Um, so, <laughs> I, I'm just going to put it out there. I have been trying to watch Stargate 
because Bob was asking us to watch Stargate. So I've been trying. Uh, I've been trying so hard. And I have not my mom, one. My mom loves Stargate. She used to watch it all the time. I've only seen the movie. I never saw the TV shows. Well, sometimes yeah. you have to get through season one before it gets good. So maybe I'll go back and try again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. Let's let's wrap up. Final thoughts on Willow. Any any final thoughts or any last words you want to say? I'll start by saying Willow is amazing, utterly amazing. I'm so grateful for Willow. I'm so grateful to be a, uh, a fantasy nerd because of Willow, uh, and I cannot wait for this new TV series to come out. Absolutely. So one thing I had wanted to mention was. Part of my love for Willow was playing the video game, um, the old Nintendo game, the NES version, where you couldn't save your progress and they would give you codes that for specifically anything you could possibly have. And you'd have to like we'd have to write down the code so we'd have like so we could play it exactly from where we were at. It was like a way of saving the game. And it it has founded a deep love in me for Willow. We worked yeah. so hard to finish that game. Dedication. The Willow arcade game, which I just, I happen to have uh, an emulator on one of my arcades downstairs. Uh, the Willow arcade game has been deemed like one of the hardest arcade games that's ever existed. <laughs> um, so. I will say that if we do not get. At least two instances of the dust of broken hearts being used, I will be severely dis or sorely disappointed. Yeah. You know, I think I'm just. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to give my final thoughts. You can finish. Oh, that was my final thoughts. I just want to. I, I really like that touch of the dust of broken hearts and just how much <laughs> chaos it causes. And <laughs> I just want to see that. Like, it would just be so great to see that again. And I, I really want to see it again because it's just so, so funny, which means that you have to have the brownies again. So yeah, there's that. There's my, there's my closing thoughts. The brownie <laughs> just, and the cat. Yes. The brownie and the cat. The brownie and the cat. I'll just reiterate what, I, what I've already <laughs> said. And that's that, you know, going back and rewatching it, it really holds up well. And, and, and I'm excited to see the television show and what they do with it. Um, because it's it's so wide open, and I, I'm I you know I'm really ha I'm 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 really glad this has come to fruit. This is one I never would have thought. Hey, I'm going to see a series on that. But now that I've gone back and rewatched, and I see the series coming. I'm really excited, and uh, I'm going to see where it goes. Indeed. So, well, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you find us. Subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, YouTube, or wherever else you find us. Next week, we are going to be talking the finale to Star Wars Andor. So if you have some thoughts on Andor, make sure to leave us a voicemail with those thoughts at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. You might just be on the upcoming show. You can also email us your thoughts to supernerdpodcast at gmail.com 
Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, search Super Nerd Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a share. But from all of us at Super Nerd Podcast, take nutty, my friends. Have fun. Later. <laughs>